This is the Wealth Game Podcast, where business owners and investors learn the game of growing and keeping more of their wealth through the same tax and investment strategies used by the wealthy. Your host, Brent Beeman, is a CPA, tax advisor, and president of Beeman & Company. I've got a fun episode for you today. And as you probably know, like I'm always looking for different ways like for myself to make money, but ways that I can share with you, like partly on how I make money, but how some of my clients make money, my other acquaintances, just a bunch of different investments. If I can just give you as many possible ideas on how to make money with your investments and help you come up with the strategies and implement those strategies, that's really what I want to do. But this one, this one, it's, I think it's kind of funny and it's fun because I've kind of joked around with this, uh, this idea of investing in firearms. Like the joke, like I tell my wife, if I want to go buy a new gun, is that I'm investing in the gun. I'm not, I'm not buying the gun. It's not an expense. It's an investment. So if, if any of you know me personally, you know that uh, I love hunting. I love target shooting. I love the outdoors. I love backpacking. So in, guns have been a part of of my life growing up. My dad had actually started like 20 or 30 years ago before he passed away. He had started a, a gun business. He was a CPA. He had a CPA firm, but he also had this gun business that he ran actually out of the CPA firm. Like uh, actually when I started at the CPA firm, my office was the gun. This is like 20 years ago. My office was the gun room. I had a safe with a hundred. I think we had over a hundred AK 47s in my office in this, in these massive safes. Um, so just so you know, just so you can get to know me a little more, like that's how I grew up. I grew up with guns in the safety around them and using them as tools, um, using them in hunting and target shooting. But, uh, growing up, it was hearing my dad say that I know he viewed them as an investment. I don't know if he ever, he never really ran the numbers on it. Didn't like, like use it specifically as an investment as kind of a joke, but I wanted to run the actual numbers and see if there is some truth to that and maybe, and I wanted to go back and I found, found some sites that had some data where it goes back 50 years. It gives, it gives us information on, on the price of a few guns. And of course this isn't every gun, uh, but a few of the common guns. And like, I know like while I've been into guns and ammo for, for all these years, I still haven't gotten into like the really like the antique, the antique firearms, the collectibles, some of those that, they could have been a $50 gun or $10 gun hundred years ago that might be worth a million dollars. Now. Like I just, I haven't spent the time to get into the collectible side of things. I'm more the way I use them is more from the practical standpoint, using them for fun and education and using them for practical purposes. So I'm not getting into the collector side where there's, there's probably a lot more, a lot more way, ways that people could use these as investments. But uh, here's here's what I found, and here's kind of my line of thinking. If if you were considering, like you wanted an alternative investment, and you're like, okay, w- would it really make sense to invest some some money in guns? Say say you had ten thousand dollars, and you know, I'm going to go buy ten thousand dollars of guns and just hold on to those. Like, is it p- possible to hedge against inflation? So when you think of the main thing that I'm focusing on here is inflation. Not as maybe not as much of like a cash flow return with some of these invest these other investments, but if you can like if we've got inflation of ten percent every single year, if you're holding say ten thousand dollars in cash is just sitting in your account, the value of that cash goes down like the or the buying power of that cash is going down every single year that you're holding it in cash. 
because of course cash cash isn't going up in value it's the assets around cash those are going up well in value or in price however you want to call it so say it's a gun a gun that costs a thousand dollars today 10 years from now it might cost if it was eleven hundred dollars or say a year from now if it was eleven hundred dollars that would be a 10 percent increase compared to if you just held a thousand dollars of cash and you didn't buy the gun a year from now that thousand dollars of cash you still have a thousand dollars of it but now you can buy less and that's what inflation is you can't buy as much as you could before so effectively or, or really in the end the value your of of your dollar goes down so here's here's some examples so if you've got uh, I had to pull this up. If you've got a Browning, so a Browning A5 shotgun, this is a Browning A5 is like an iconic shotgun. It is so amazing. I've, I've got one and the one I've got is from like the 1960s. It's a very old one. Um, but when they, the Browning A5 came out, it was like one of like, if not the first, one of the first semi-automatic shotguns in back when it came out so many years ago, like that was amazing to have a, a shotgun and semi-automatic is every time you pull the trigger, it shoots without you having to reload. So that's the, the Browning A5 shotgun. About 50 years ago, you could buy one of the shotguns for a hundred bucks. Not, not very expensive. Uh, 2020 is, is where this data is coming from. But in like 2020, that would have cost to buy a Browning A5, it would cost like $1,500. So if you go, if you just look at like, it's not really an investment return, but just that increase, you go, okay, you got, it's worth 1500 now. You bought it um, for a hundred, a $1,400 increase, 1400 divided by hundred um, or a hundred divided by 1400. What is that? You got a, 140 or yeah it's a 14 just we'll just look at it like your money multiplied by 14 times um so if you look at that as compared to inflation if and this is this isn't data that i came up with i am pulling this from a site but the gun that you had purchased 50 years ago that price just based on how the inflation of the dollar the price of that gun for inflation would be $1,100. So if you would, if you, if you had just kept cash that whole time, of course, you'd still only have a hundred dollars of cash, but if you had invested something else and came back into cash, the value of that dollar uh, just based on inflation would be $1,100. If you had invested in something that kept up with the inflation rate, but the gun costs $1,500. So the gun, the value of that gun beat inflation by $400. And that's, I know I'm not explaining it too well here, but if you think it is cash compared to the gun, if you held cash compared to the gun, the gun value increased more than inflation. Um, and then there, there's some different types of guns. So that's the shotgun. There's a similar story or similar kind of example, like with the Remington 870 shotgun that went from uh, about $75 50 years ago for the purchase up to a, a purchase price of about 850 within the last couple of years compared to inflation was about $820. So shotguns beat inflation and something 
something interesting is there's two bolt action rifles. If you know guns, like bolt actions are the single shot, usually kind of like the hunting rifles. A Winchester Model 70 was about $110. In 2020, it was like 1000 But the inflation value of the dollar, the inflation amount of how much the dollar inflated, um, the price adjusted with that inflation would be about $1,100. And then a, set, a Remington 721, a cost of eight of $80. Originally, if you were buy one now, it would be about $550 but the adjusted cost with the inflation was about 850. So those two, the bolt actions, you'd actually be worse off um, with the buying a bolt action. So or shotguns were good in the long term. Bolt actions were not good. That actually didn't beat inflation. And then there's two others are pistols. And to jump right to the end, both the pistols, there's a Colt 1911, a Smith & Wesson 38 Special, both of those beat inflation. So if you bought a Colt 1911 pistol, 50 years ago, it'd be like 50 bucks. Wouldn't that be amazing? If you could buy a pistol like that for 50 bucks. Now they're about $800 if you buy them. But the adjusted value, the adjusted price, just based on inflation, not the current cost, but just inflation of the dollar from that time, it'd be about $530. So you beat inflation with that Colt 1911 pistol by almost $300. So pistols beat inflation, shotguns beat inflation, and bolt actions beat inflation. And if, like, obviously, I, I wouldn't recommend dumping all your, your money into guns, but I just want you to, well, actually, maybe. Like, if you don't have any guns, you might, you might need some. But um, there is just looking at things, looking at data like this and just opening your mind to start considering different ways to store your cash. Like, jumping over into cryptocurrency for a minute. Uh, you hear Bitcoin being discussed as like a store of value. Like a store of value is like cash is a store of value. You're, you're just holding its monetary value. But if there, there are other ways to just hold like part of your net worth, you're holding, if you're holding net worth in cryptocurrency or cash or real estate or guns or, or gold, or there's people that get in like wine and art and art. I'll do other episodes on, on specifically with wine and specifically with art as well, but they can hold value. And historically, if they go up in value and it beats inflation, it's typically better, better than just holding on to cash. So I want you to think of investments, think outside the box of just stocks, like stocks over the last 20, 30, 40, 50 years, People have just been, it's just been so, not just people, but the whole, there's a whole industry, the financial industry has been focused on stocks when there's so much more, so many more ways to store value. So open your eyes to, or when you open your mind to potentially doing it with guns, if you did get into the collector stuff, and honestly, I'm, I'm going to look more into this because I've, I store guns in a safe way, I store them in a way that's it's in a good climate. I'm in an area where they don't rust. So I can store them potentially and preserve that value. But before I went and jumped in and bought a 10, 20, $30,000 like collector firearm, I would want to do a lot of research on the specific firearm, make sure I'm storing it correctly. Look at the historical value of it. That's where some of those historical pieces and the 
the artifacts and the antiques and collectibles. That's where people I think have made a lot more money than just these standard guns that I've talked about today, but uh, something, something to think about. So next time when you're looking at a, a place to store money, if you need to convince your, your spouse or significant other, like why you might need to uh, purchase a gun, you might consider uh, sharing this episode and uh, explaining how it could potentially be an investment to beat inflation. So that's it for today. And hope you have a good rest of the week. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Be sure to subscribe and please provide a review of what you thought of this episode. For specific topic requests or questions to be covered, please email questions at wealthgamepodcast.com. Thank you.